0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blob Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 17th of May. It is a Monday morning, the start of another new week, and we're starting it off right by talking about how did we get so good at putting our lives off? Because, you know, the older we get, we hear people who say, I used to want to do that. And now I just don't have the energy to do that anymore. I I missed that opportunity. Or we think it in our heads like, wow, why didn't I try that? Because we never think of time as running out. And it doesn't really run out. But every single day, we start the day, 24 hours, each one of us. And what we do with those 24 hours really is up to us. But a lot of us, in some ways, we're taught to delay or go on to another thing or push it to a later time. Or we even try to stop each other. Oh, you don't need to do that today. You'll get to that at some point. Why are you rushing? Or if a meeting has been put off and then we're on hold for that meeting for a week. Or someone keeps asking you out, mostly a guy asking a girl out or however that works, and and you keep putting them off instead of just saying no. We just keep putting life off, suspending it in time or pushing it away. And some of the reasons really, like, made me think, because I remember as a kid, you know, always hearing that Benjamin Franklin saying, you know, don't put off until tomorrow what you can do today. And it really is good advice. I've had to say that to myself from time to time in life, like, well, if I I don't do it today, I'm not going to feel like doing it tomorrow. But that only came with experience. But why do we put things off? And a lot of times, why do we put things off until the last minute? Like we know for two weeks or three weeks that we have to do it. And some of us may even wait till the last five minutes or even after the time and then say, I'm already late. We're really interesting people, but that... Whole thing fighting against the clock or fighting against ourselves to be on a clock. Or people who were raised extremely strictly and they had to do things on time and they were always on a clock. They end up putting things off to the last minute because for them it's a rebellion. Well, I don't have to do that. Or you inherited it by just. Living with your parents, and they may do it. Or we may fear that we'll fail. So if we put it off, we haven't failed, right? And some of us may even fear the success. Well, what will I do then if that works out? Then I won't know what to do because that's all I thought. I didn't think past that thought. That's why they say, you know, visualize, see yourself at the end and then work your way backwards. But then what if you're like a step away from the end and then you hold off that sweet moment? Or we just put something off and we do it worse so then we can get to blame the failure on putting it off so that no other shortcomings come into play it's it's just such an interesting thing of why we do it because that's a whole psychological baggage that each one of us carries in our own little mix of ways why we don't do today what we could there's even articles about and and they're funny that I I've read them all and and it's not why but People have come out to say that, well, maybe procrastination is like mental illness. And I'm like, no, that there is no way to justify the argument. But people really looked at it as a handicap if you do it with your life. Because you can put off life. Before you know it, 10 years go by and you're still saying, I want to I go to Italy one day. I want to start painting one day. I want to make that recipe one day. Those are the little things that are signs of the bigger things. Like I really wanted to try that business one day. I really did want to write a book. I can't believe I didn't. Why didn't I start? Why didn't I take that promotion? Why didn't I start one that was going to challenge me more? And a lot of times, believe it or not, one of the reasons why we put things off is we're just not equipped to change. And we feel that if we do certain things, it will change us. And we have been taught maybe is not in our best interest. The people around us will feel isolated. They'll start making comments. You've changed. And to avoid scrutiny from ourselves and from others. They're like, hey, I could wait on that. I'll just sneak it in my life somehow. Or I'll do it and then I'll tell everybody. And it's a secret. All of that. We think all those things to just not do what we say we want to do. Isn't that We're like so complex. That's why like when you know on Facebook when they have you know relationship status and you see someone who says it's complicated that is... Not a good sign. Because complication is not a way of life. Whatever's complicated in there is just not being faced. Or there's a big argument behind that complication. Sometimes we laugh because we just don't know how to get out of it. So we put off fixing things and that's a big sign. Sometimes we put off work, sometimes we put off chores, sometimes we put off actions, just saying thank you to someone or saying sorry to someone. Because we may feel vulnerable if we go back and say sorry so we don't and we just figure, oh, I haven't talked to them for a year, why should I today? But yet Let's say you did call that person today. And let's say you say, hey, you know what? I just called to check in with you. The last time we spoke, I felt like something was unfinished. I'm really sorry about that. I just wanted you to know. It came to my mind today, and I I really just wanted to reach out. You know what the answer might be on the other end? Sorry for what? You'll be surprised how beautiful human nature is. Isn't that funny how the things we put off stay in our minds for such a long time, but yet if we actually did them, some of those things may only take a minute or two or five yet we let it take our most valuable space of what we think about and let it run the show for us that, well, I'm just a procrastinator. I just put things off. Or we won't even admit that. I don't have time to do it. My days are so stressed. My days are so busy. Are they? Well, for sure they're stressed because of the way we think when we're not taking care of our business. I know people who put off their bills until they're subject to late payments. And then they pay the late payment instead of sit there two days before that late payment was going to hit them just because they didn't want to do their bills. It was such a daunting task, but imagine if they did. They would feel like, hey, I'm on top of it, and I I didn't subject myself to throwing my money away. And what's next? Instead of, I can't believe I didn't sit down and do this, feel bad, feel bad, feel bad. I can't believe that I did this to myself again. Self-worth gets hit. And now I'm throwing money away. Self-worth gets hit. A lot of this stuff isn't hard stuff. It's all mental stuff. Like, why do we put it off? And how do we... Stop ourselves next time. Because there are a few ways that we can stop putting things off that we need to do and get done. Because those little things, you know that book that uh, John Gray wrote, it starts with the small stuff. And Christ always says, you got to start to start. Start. And the number one thing is to just get started. Just start doing it. Great example. Just I just did this the other day. It was it was Saturday morning and I wake up and I knew, okay, I wanna clean, you know, the house today and I, I wanna you know, I thought I just wanted to do the living room and in the dining room. So that was my idea in my head. But then I realized I just walked to the closet, pulled out the vacuum cleaner, plugged it in, and just started at that time instead of waiting until everybody was gone or waiting until everyone was taken care of. They they obviously can take care of themselves. Why was I putting that on myself and then putting that off and giving myself more work to do later? So I just started, I plugged that darn thing in and started going and I ended up not only vacuuming the whole house, but I also ended up doing things that were in the back of my mind to do that I knew I was going to have to do by like Wednesday of this week. And that was moving boxes around from... You know, we were doing dialysis in the house, and now we're doing it outside. So there was like 40 boxes upstairs that had to be taken downstairs. And I thought, well, that's going to be my workout for the afternoon. And by the end of the day, I did triple what I thought I was going to do because I just plugged that vacuum cleaner in the wall, and just started doing it without even allowing myself to think about it. It's just the silliest things. But that's true for everything. If you just sat at your desk and started opening the envelopes of the bills, just opening them up and throwing the, the big envelopes that you don't need away and, and putting them together and then pulling out your checkbook and just doing it, it is done otherwise it's in your head following you around behind every decision you make everything you eat everything you do gets kicked in the butt because you just couldn't get yourself to start i don't feel good today i don't feel like it i'm not ready well what do you need to be ready ready is doing it There's something behind it. And that's that in our minds, somewhere, somehow, we wait for a perfect time. We think that that perfect time is going to say, hey, Nadia, it's the perfect time now. And we all know there is no perfect time. The perfect time is when we start. So when we hear that, We need to stop demanding that perfection to come to us. We create perfection. It doesn't create us. There's no like beeper that's around us that goes off when there's a perfect time. But yet we think there is. So if we can get started, we have to stop waiting for the perfect moment. The perfect moment is when you start. We do have to have self-compassion and say, hey, I know you don't want to do this. But trust me, let's get this done 24 hours we get every day, you're going to enjoy them a lot more because there's something that goes on in our heads that we leave unchecked, and that's the excuse mill. Remember that whole excuse buffet that can go on forever? And you can pick an excuse every day, my foot hurts, my head hurts, my arm hurts, my house is messy, I don't have gas in the car, I don't have money, I don't have this, I don't have that. And we got to learn to manage our excuses. Because they're going to show up even right now, after we finish this show, whatever you think you want to do, or whatever you thought you wanted to do yesterday when you woke up, or today when you wake up, Well, today is Monday, and I, I have to do this and this and this, and that's what gets put off, and you do everything you shouldn't be doing first. Oh, I'm hungry. i got to go eat. But when you manage your excuses, what do you say to yourself? You say, I'm hungry. Am I really that hungry? Do I really want to eat? Because a lot of times you're going to eat when you don't want to or you're not hungry to kind of put off what you need to do. But managing our excuses, it's, it's questioning ourselves. It's the very first thing Christ started with, was that self-accounting. Am I telling myself the truth? What is the truth? What is it? Oh. It's that I really do need to be doing this, right? And I know I want to. I just can't I can't stop myself from stopping myself. And I can't stop myself from feeling bad about not stopping myself. But I got used to it. It makes me comfortable. I get that warm fuzzy feeling when I know that I'm just at least doing what I always do. It's really interesting. I've even seen people and I may have done it myself. I, I can't I know I've done it. I just can't remember recently how I've done that because I really did stop myself from doing that was when I have a conflict or a disagreement with another human being and we are in a place where we can talk about it, and I don't. I put it off. I didn't feel at times I had the energy to get into it or feel like I needed to ask anything of anyone, God forbid. And what I found out was those were the exact times I should have said something because I was calm already. I've had time to think it through to where I don't need preferred outcome from them. And that's that's the other thing, that waiting for that perfect moment. And I can say, hey, you know what? When we talk like this and you try to negate yourself from the equation, that makes me feel bad because I like it when we feel like we're partners. What are they going to say to that? They can talk back. They can give you something back, you can exchange that energy together. But because we have viewed the truth as being negative, that change is negative, that the things we want, we don't deserve, that if we are successful, who will we be if we're not used to that feeling? then we're just going to do the same thing every day until it's time for us to go. And then while we lay there, we're going to say, why didn't I? Why didn't I do this? So the bigger question today, the bigger question today is, why am I not doing what I want to do, what I really think I could do. I put that question out yesterday or the day before. Maybe it was Saturday. And people knew. People knew. And most of the answers went back to me. Me, I'm in my way. What's in my way? Me. And this is how I think. One girl even wrote about how she fights with herself. She told herself to stop it. Because there's two people that live in every one of our heads. There's the one that knows we can and the one that says we can't. And the fight goes on throughout a lifetime. Because in our hearts and in our brains and in our souls, we know that we can. And we know that the excuses, our ego stopping us from exploring, exploring our gifts. It all goes back to something that big. But ego starts so small, you think it's your best friend. That's ah, okay, you don't feel good today. Oh, you're just too busy. Well, you can be busy for the, your lifetime. I, I remember so clearly when I was writing Origins of Truth. And I can't, I can't ever fathom how I did that. Because it was at the very busiest time of my life, physically busy, where every minute of my day was taken. I had someone who was ill. I had six kids. Four of them weren't mine. I had to learn them and teach them and and get them special help and do all these things. But they were why I actually wrote Origins of Truth. They were the facets of ego in a safe environment for me to see how far the ego can take us. And I'd get woken up every single night as though there was no time during the day. But I was most clear at night when I got, and I got woken up. I didn't just like wake up magically. And I'd wake up at like 1 o'clock in the morning and I'd write until about 2 or 3. Every single day. It was like this book had to be written and this is how it had to be written and I had to feel the pain of the day be released and loved at night. That's why when we read Origins of Truth, we release and we love. Because that's exactly how that book was written. It wasn't written like, hey, crazy things don't happen. It was written like crazy things do happen. This is why. And this is how you can live your life knowing these pieces of information. It changed my life. It took my biggest unspoken pressures. Put them on the table, forced me to look at them, forced me to look at myself, and then that whole thing about managing my excuses. In the beginning, you do have to manage them, but after a while, you don't even tolerate them. You actually just say, "Oh wow, there I go. I don't need to do that." You catch it. Gives a whole new meaning to catch and release, right? That you you get it, and you're like, you look at it, and you go, that's the best ego's got, get out of here, get out of here, things that used to bother me, and I used to try to answer and appease and explain, now I say, why am I doing that, for them or for me, what in there hurt me that makes me feel like I have to explain myself defend myself. What am I defending? Oh, I'm just putting off solving. I can solve this right now. I can fix this in two minutes. Or someone comes and asks me for something. I used to say, okay, I'll get to it. Now I just do it in that moment. If I'm not driving a car or doing something, I'll say, hey, let's get it done right now. I just want it to go away. And then when that's done, I feel more efficient because my brain's like, hey, yay, yay, look what you did. Now you're, you're free to do something else. And then I do. I look for something else. And then by the time I sleep at night, I'm like, wow, I sure got a lot done today. That was great. And then there's days where I don't have to do all that stuff. And I'll know the day before because I'll be like, wow, I finished all this stuff. Tomorrow I'll be free to fill in whatever I want to do. Going back to that saying, do what you have to do so you can do what you want to do. That was on our refrigerator while my kids were growing up because of homework. I had one that came home and did their homework so they can go out and play right after. And I had the other one that liked to be under pressure and waited until shortly before it was time to go to sleep to start. And I was like, oh, how do I deal with this? But instead I talked to her and I said, looks like this is your method. How's that working out for you? It's all about awareness so cool you guys starting our Mondays off right I love you guys I will see you tomorrow morning bye bye you have been listening to today's daily dose of the I dig your soul podcast to learn more visit www.